There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. It is Monday here on the podcast, and we certainly are thankful for the Word of God. Thankful that God can minister to our needs and how we praise Him, we thank Him. Thankful for the house of God yesterday. What a good Lord's Day. What a beautiful weather here in southern Pennsylvania. The Lord gave us about 73 degrees driving home from church in the afternoon. By the time we headed home in the evening, it was 67 degrees, no humidity, beautiful blue skies. Of course, after church, there's a beautiful pink sky, but we thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord for the message from the Word of God. What a joy it was for us to be in our home church there at the Manassas Community Baptist Church of Blaine, Pennsylvania, and how the Lord helped us and the Lord strengthened us. We're testing out our new computer. If you notice some differences in sound, we had to go do some new settings. We got a new edition of Audacity downloaded, and uh, we don't have a new microphone, but everything else is new, and so we run the condenser uh, against it. So if you hear a little bit of change in the sound, we hope it's an improvement. We certainly don't want to uh, have uh, a diminishing sound. We want an improving sound. And so uh, we're recording new. We certainly are thankful for those of you that help with the podcast, those that have sent funds and different things to support the podcast. What a blessing that is to us. Psalm 41 today in the Messianic Psalms. And we'll look at this briefly. And to be honest, I really wrestled with this. And I'm going to touch on one thing in this. It's Messianic. And it's a couple of verses. And I've gone back and forth and wrestled. This is one commonly reported because of one verse. And if you look at Protestant materials online, even some of the Baptist materials online, you'll see that just this one verse is the reason they call this Messianic, but as a standalone verse, it really could go either way. Because what we're dealing with here is David and his lamentation over Ahithophel, and how Ahithophel, his uh, counselor, one that uh, is sought at the oracles of God, one that uh, seemed as though he had the mind of God, and yet he turned against David and counseled against David. And of course, he went in much like Judas, that type, that picture, he went and put his affairs in order, went out and hanged himself, and cursed would be everyone that hangeth upon a tree. So know that Ahithophel, Bathsheba's grandfather, uh, died and went to hell because of his iniquity. And what an awful thing, David's own counselor, David's own familiar friend. We see that in Psalm 41, we see David's lamentation, but then we also see it as prophetic. We see then as Jesus Christ himself was betrayed by a familiar friend. He called Judas in the garden, he called him friend, and yet he's betrayed by Judas Psalm 41, began reading, this is to the chief musician, a psalm of David. Blessed is he that considereth the poor, the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. That's one of the things we've talked about in previous podcasts, the poor, the poor, the poor. Jesus Christ came to the poor. He came to the poor and he came to the needy, whether it be uh, material things or whether it be spiritual things. He came to the poor. The problem is we say we have need of nothing. We have all the material goods today, but we don't have the spiritual goods today. And therefore, we are poor. We just don't see ourselves as poor. We have nice cars and homes and clothing and everything else. We have fine meals and probably the finest food this world has ever known is available still in the United States of America. 
yet we're poor. Why? Because we're spiritually poor. We don't know God as a nation. We don't know God as a whole. Uh, very few listen to the podcast have that relationship with the Lord, uh, where they are, they feel they are poor in spirit, how they need him and how they rise early to seek him because they realize their greatest need is this man, Jesus Christ. So we indeed are poor. So he's a blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he shall be blessed upon the earth, and thou wilt not deliver him under the will of his enemies. So there's a safety with helping the poor. There's a safety net. And by the way, the poor you have with you always. Don't ever discount the poor. Don't ever discredit the poor. Help the poor. Be a blessing to the poor. People say, well, you don't know what they're going to do with that money. That's not what God called us about. God called us to be a help to the poor. Consider the poor. Weigh those things out. If a man's sitting there begging with his family, give him cold water in the name of Jesus Christ. It'll return to you again. How much is a bottle of cold water? Go to the Walmart, to the to the uh, little vending machine there. Put 50 cents in. Get him a cold water. Get him each a cold water. Take a snack for their children. It's not the children's fault. The dad's out there begging. Mom's out there begging. Be a help to people. Just be kind to people. God returns it again. People say, well, I'm worried about them going and buying crack cocaine with my money. You don't have to worry about that. There's more preachers in down south smoking crack cocaine than there are people begging on the streets in the north. And uh, many of them get arrested for it. You go to Atlanta, Georgia, half the clergy in Atlanta has been smoking crack cocaine and doing meth. And half the clergy in Atlanta is corrupted and been under investigation for fraud and for lying, for deceit. So, hey, you don't have to worry about where your money goes. You just try to use it wisely. You'd be a good steward over that money be a blessing to people. I'm not trying to be mean-spirited about that. It's not just afflicting the South. It's afflicting the Midwest, the North, the South, the East, the West. You know why? Because men are hirelings. Now, they're in ministry for money. The evidence of that is that they've sold out for the dollar and that they always announce the dollar. And it's the most prevalent thing in their ministry is the almighty dollar. And yet people have no trouble giving them money. But you see somebody destitute on the streets and they're worried about where their money is going. Well, what a shame that is. Jesus Christ said to consider the poor. If you consider them first, then you, he, he said he'll know to give you protection. He'll watch over you. The Lord said he'll preserve him and keep him alive and he shall be blessed upon the earth. Well, I didn't mean to say all that. This is kind of part of the announcements today. Hey, man, would you consider the poor? Would you consider the poor above the clergy? And I know we're to do good, especially to those who be of the household of faith, be good to all men. And we want to consider those of the household of faith. But would you just consider the poor in their ways? The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou wilt make all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul for I have sinned against thee. Now, I want to make this very clear. When he says, I have sinned against thee, the reason I don't believe this can be Jesus Christ is he knew no sin. He was made sin for us who knew no sin. David has sinned against the Lord. That's why later on when he speaks of this, he speaks of Ahithophel. David has sinned against the Lord. Ahithophel is Bathsheba's grandfather, according to genealogy. And therefore, he has that bitterness against David. He has aught with David. And therefore, he takes advantage of the situation and counsels Absalom to turn against his own father. And again, he was as one that acquired the oracles of God. And men did not forsake his counsel. But then finally, when his counsel was forsaken by Absalom, and he realized that his counsel was overthrown because David prayed and said, Lord, overthrow the counsel of Ahithophel. Uh, make it foolishness. And he turned it into foolishness. And that's exactly what David had prayed, that God would turn it into foolishness. And he did so. And so now he goes out and hangs himself, 
And it, but David's here saying, for I have sinned against thee. Again, Jesus Christ did not sin. Jesus Christ could not have sinned. He was the Lamb of God. He was the Son of God. In verse 5, mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? Now, again, we could go either way. There's no proof necessarily that this is messianic because that's what David's enemies said too. They wanted him to die. Absalom sought his own life, his son. Absalom sought to kill him. And so David is in the same plight. So again, there's no evidence now that we're in a messianic psalm at this point. We could see this as David. I realize Jesus Christ's enemies wanted to go against him. They wanted him to perish. They wanted him to die. And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. So again, that's his enemies. That's those speaking to him. We see Absalom here. We see Ahithophel here. They're gathering iniquity to itself. Goeth abroad, he telleth it. They're telling what David has done. They're telling the sin of David, accusing him of, of all kinds of things, lying and being a reproach to Israel. They've driven him out of Jerusalem. And all these things are against David. But then we see this begins to turn a little bit here. In verse 7, all that hate me whisper together against me, against me that devise my hurt. An evil disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. So what they're speaking of here, this evil disease, and I believe it's the diseases of Egypt. I do believe it's those things that have claved to him. Jesus Christ bare them in his body, all of our sicknesses, all of our diseases. He bare them according to the word of God. He was made sin for us. And that's why he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. How is that? Because of the diseases that came out of Egypt land. Those diseases that cleaved to the children of Israel. When they came out, if they turned their back on God, if they hardened their hearts to God, did not obey the law of God, he said those diseases would cleave to them. That's what Jesus Christ bare in his body. So the evil disease, those that whisper against him, now give us a little bit of a clue. And again, he says, yea, my own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. Now, one of the things that I wrestled with in this was, is this for certain, speaking of Judas, because it certainly is Ahithophel, but is it also speaking of Judas Iscariot? The Lord just reminded me of a very basic passage of Scripture, a very simple passage of Scripture, it's so clear to me, yet I am just so frail and so weak in myself. But John chapter 13, ironically, in verse 26, Jesus answered, he it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, that thou doest do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, that Jesus said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He that having received the sop went immediately out, and it was night. And so there we see he's dined with his old familiar friend. He's had bread with his old familiar friend. Then Judas goes out from him. Then Jesus Christ begins to exhort his disciples in chapter 14. And he begins to exhort them 14, 15, 16, pray for them in chapter 17. Then he goes into the garden to pray and begins the crucifixion time, begins those days in the garden and in Pilate's hall and Cephas, Caiaphas hall and Calvary, all those things summarized. But first, Judas had to go out. Now, Zechariah, the prophet, tells us of that. 
And he says in Zechariah 11 and 10, and I took my staff, even beauty, that's Jesus Christ, and cut it asunder that I might break my covenant, which I had made with all the people. That's a disannulment of death that he talks about in Isaiah 28. And it was broken in that day. And so the poor of the flock that waited upon me knew that it was the word of the Lord. What's that? That's staff. They knew it was the word of the Lord. And I said to them, if you think good, give me my price. And if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price 30 pieces of silver. What was that against? Against the word of the Lord, that broken staff, Jesus Christ. And the Lord said unto me, cast it under the potter, a goodly price that I was pressed of them. And I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Then I cut asunder mine other staff, even bands, that I might break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. Then in Zechariah chapter 13, the word of God tells us in verse 6, And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends, friends in plurality. He was wounded in the house of his friends. What is that? That's when Judah and Israel are cut asunder. That's when Jesus Christ disannuls that covenant with death that they've made, his blood be upon our children, our children's children. Isaiah prophesied of that disannulment of that covenant with death. And he's speaking of that here. And he tells us he was wounded in the house of his friends. Back in our text in Psalm 41, he said, Yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. And so again, we see the word of God come into fruition fully. And again, I was convinced it took me a while on this. This is such a standard psalm, but I had to parse through this because absolutely, this could be David's plight. Absolutely, this can be Ahithophel. Absolutely, this is what David went through. But at the same time, we see glimpses of Jesus Christ. We see the betrayal of Jesus Christ. Some of the things that David went through, that holy man of God spake as he was moved by the Holy Ghost. Some of the things that David went through were so that he could prophesy of Jesus Christ. Some of them were direct prophecies from Jesus Christ. But here's what Paul said in the book of Hebrews in verse 1 of chapter 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. I'll stop there and read it. He holdeth all things by the word of his power. How did God speak at sundry times in diverse manners? He spake to Moses out of a burning bush. He came in a smoking furnace to, to Abraham. He came in a still small voice to the prophet Elijah. He came to the whale's belly and spake to Jonah. Here he spake to David in his plight over Ahithophel. And he did that through a word of prophecy, his own familiar friend. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me and raise me up that I might wreck with them. And this I know that thou favorest me because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity and settest me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Now, it's interesting. He talks about the eternal things because I'll read the rest of Hebrews 1, that continual sentence from verse 1 into verse 4. 
When he had purged by himself, purged our sins, sat down the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. What is our last verse? Is there in Psalm 41? It says, By this I know thou favorest me, because mine enemy does not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in thy integrity, and settest me before thy face forever. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, the righteous, seated on the right hand of God. Tomorrow, we're going to look at Psalm 42 with the Lord's help. And Psalm 42 is interesting because you don't see that listed as a messianic psalm. And it's interesting how Psalm 41 is readily identified pretty much across Catholicism and Protestantism, Baptists alike. Even neo-evangelicals and Calvinists look at that and say it's, it's prophecy. Certainly, it's Jesus Christ. But then you go to Psalm 42, and you don't see that list anywhere as a messianic psalm. Yet we will see Jesus Christ in that passage. We will see the work of God in that passage, again, because of the soul of Jesus Christ. Would you tune in again tomorrow? Thank you for listening. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home.